God, for the word from heaven tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. You can do anything. To walk through the because we know sometimes you got a life, your life is fairly fiery furnace, God. But clothe us with righteousness, God. In the name of Jesus, clothe us. Can we can walk on the Lord? Clothe us. That I am a man at Abohusha. I renew daily, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. We bombard heaven now in the name of Jesus, God. Not for things, God, just for you, God. But God, God teaches how to walk. God, like you talk us to walk, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God teaches God how to look in the mirror, God, and God and to see us as we really are, God. In the name of Jesus, and wash us, Akabusha. And we'll be new creatures in Christ. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. God, empower us, empower us, gather our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, God. Take out emotion, God. Take this earth suit, this body, God, and clothe us with righteousness, God. In the name of Jesus, take this earth body, God. Take under subject of the Holy Ghost, God. God, I want God. Oh, God, take this earth suit, God, and I rebuke every spirit in these bodies and now, in the name of Jesus, that these bodies are healed by your stripes in the name of Jesus. I come again, every pain, every ache, every distraction in the name of Jesus, God. Because you said at the name of Jesus. So I rebuke every spirit, everything, every everything, God, to hinder us, stop us, or block us tonight. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit. I come against every retaliatory demonic force. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. And I tell you, I tell you, devil, go back to the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus, every every fiery dark of the enemy, in these earth suits now, God, these earth suits, God, this body, I rebuke every spirit, every pain, every ache, every hate, everything not like God, and these earth suits, God, these earthly bodies in the name of Jesus, and everything comes subject to the will of God, everything comes subject to the will of God, whether it's in mind, body, spirit, soul, everything comes subject to the power, power, which is Jesus Christ himself, in the name of Jesus, and we praise you, God, we adore you, God. And we stand and we wait for the manifestation of your glory, God. Not our glory, but in your glory, in your visible splendor, God. In the name of Jesus, these bodies, these bodies, God, we take it. You said you give us the power to take dominion, God, of these bodies now in the name of Jesus. We take dominion of this body, these bodies now, in the name of Jesus, and it will line up with the word of God. 
blood pressure kataba. You come line up to the subject of blood kataba. Every ache pain about And this earth bodies come subject to Jesus Christ. You created these bodies. God, you can do it now in the name of Jesus. And we praise you in advance. We adore you in advance. We love you in advance, God. We know your word that, that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us now. So, God, right now, strengthen us now, God. Right where we sit, where we lay, God, strengthen us now. In the name of Jesus, you said in your word, command ye me. So we command these bodies, these earth suits, these earthen vessels, God, come subject to the will of the Almighty God. Jehovah, 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 God, you are, oh God, King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the God of more than enough. You are the doctor, the preacher, the teacher, the apostle. You are God himself. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Okay, well, God, we thank you for our time tonight on the mantle of prayer, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So, we're going to go tonight into the book of Acts. We are going into the book of Acts. And the 27th chapter of Acts. We're going to the book of Acts. 27. Hallelujah. The book of Acts. 27th chapter. Yes, book of Acts. Box 27. Yes, so the book of Acts. Verse 27. We know that we're going always to some kind of warfare where it's a physical thing, whether bodies or spiritual things whether our conscience or our spirit man. I, t- I tend to to talk of them as if our our, our earthen vessel or our, our earthly body or our, our earth suit, our outer man, and our spirit man that talks with God. And in this earth suit, or this earth body that we all go through situations, whether it's with a boss man or whether it's um, uh, getting in trouble or whether we have don't have money to pay bills or whatever it is, we have an earth suit. But God is control of this earth or the outer man. And Paul talks at this Acts 27. He talks about a, uh, a uh, they were on a ship. Uh, Paul was getting ready to go on a ship. And there was a storm that was getting ready to happen. 
like we go through storms in our lives. And Paul was getting ready to be transferred from one place to the other. And uh, Paul himself was told by God, God send him an angel and let him know what's going to happen on the on the ship, what was going to happen in the storm. Like sometimes God gives us a word that something's going to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes God doesn't give us a word in lives. But we can feel and we can know that something's coming. Well, this was the situation that Paul was in. He knew that something was getting ready to happen in his life. And on this ship, God sent Paul an angel. And he began to tell Paul that in the midst of the storm, that the ship itself would be lost, but nobody else would be lost. Well, God puts in a place. God puts in a place where we can know that we're going through storms in our lives, and the storms in our lives are not to kill us, but to make us, break us, change us, move us, and compel us to be have a closer walk with Christ. Like everything else, we all go through battles. And it, it's not so much the, the trial, but it's how you go through the trial. Whether you go through the trial mumbling and complaining, or whether you go into the trial in a situation, just hold on and believe God that whatever the words say is going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. So I'm going to start reading. Now this Bible I have here is called um, um, this Bible here is by um, I have several Bibles. This is one of my favorite Bibles. This Bible here is called the Spiritual Warfare Bible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let somebody read um, the King James. Erica, which do you have the King James Version? Yeah, I have that and the um, the Apostasic and King James. You want me to read the King James Version? Yes, you can read the King James Version. And I want you to start at Acts 27 and Mm -hmm. the 13th uh verse and, okay um, um then I'll tell you to let's see let me see how far we're gonna go okay. um yeah we're, okay, so we're gonna go from the thirteenth verse <clears throat> um down to um You know what? Just just go ahead and can you read it all real quick and then I don't yeah. have to go through it at all. It's from the okay. um, 27th, 13 on okay. down. It talks about my section starts as um, there's a storm at sea. Okay. Starting from the 13th. Verse. 27th. All right. You want to start it from the 13th? Okay. Yeah, 13th right. verse. It says when. 
Okay. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosened that sand close to Crete. But not long after those arose against the tempestuous wind, called Euclidon. And when the ship was caught, it could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain, a certain island, which called Claudia, had much work come by the boat, which when had taken up, they used help undergirding the ship, and fearing at least that they should fall into the quicksand, straight sail so they were driven. And when being exceedingly tossed into the tempest, the next day they were lightened the ship. And the third day, we cast out with our hands, tackling the ship. And neither the sun, nor the stars, many days appeared, nor the small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should save what has been taken away. But then after the accident, Paul stood forth in the midst of the wind of them, and fairies, and ye shall have hearkened unto me, and have not loosed them from Crete. And have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there should not be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve. Saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all that have failed with thee. Well, fellow sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that shall be even as if he told me. How be it must be cast into the, upon a certain, but when the fourteenth night hath come, when we're driven up and down, a dream about midnight, the shipmate deemed they drew near the same country. And sounded and sounded twenty fathoms, and when they have gone a little further, they have sounded again, and founded fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four acres out of the stern, and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, and when they have let down the boat in the sea under the color, as though they have cast the anchors out of the fortune. Paul said to the centurions and to the soldiers, Except the abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let it fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them, taking the meat, saying, This day, the fourteenth day, that ye have tarried, and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray that you take some meat for this health, and for there shall not have hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he had took the bread, gave thanks to God in presence to all of them, and they had broken. And then he began to eat. And then they were all of good cheer. They also took some of the meat, and when they were in the ship were two hundred three scores and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, 
cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day that they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore in which they were minded, if they were possible to thrust into the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors and committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rudders, bent and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made them war shore. And sailing into the place where the two seas met, they ran the ship around and forepart, stuck fast, and remained it unmovable. But hindering the parts broken, the violence of the waves, the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, less of them that should swim out and escape. But the Satyrian was willing to save Paul and keep them from the purpose, and commanded them that they should swim, cast themselves first into the sea, and to get the land. Verse 44, and rest some of the boards and some of the broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Okay. Okay. All right. And my little my little Bible is going to load them and read it. It says the Holy Spirit is a person, not an experience. It says many of us who have been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit still think of His coming into the the Holy Spirit is coming into our lives merely as an experience of power that brought spiritual gifts. In reality, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives as a person, not an experience. Getting to know the Holy Spirit requires spending time with Him, allowing Him to talk to us, as well as we learn to become sensitive to his moods, which reveals his desires in particular situations or for a person, that we pray that the will of the Father through us for his church, individuals and corporately, and we learn what pleasing God himself in and being in his will. Here is a storm. Paul was in in prison or he was in chains and there was a storm brewing and God came to him and told Paul to tell the people what was going to happen. Like we are going through situations and God will reveal some things. He may not reveal everything. And then sometimes it just to get to the point that you don't know what's going on. And I began to study about this particular chapter, and this storm was called the Euclidean wind. The Euclidean wind is the the highest and the strongest wind, and this wind comes usually from the wolf, the north area. And the Euclidean wind as a powerful, strong, tenacious wind. Like we go through tremendous, uh, tenacious winds in our lives, whether it's our children, 
divorce, a death in the family. We have tremendous Eurycliden winds in our lives. Well, here Paul himself, the apostle, was there and had an experience with an angel. An angel was sent from God, an angel who was sent a special message. It wasn't a cell message. It wasn't a... Uh, something by computer, but this was a message that was came straight from the heavenlies. And so he came and told them, Paul, this is what's going to happen. But he's basically saying, well, there will not be a loss of life, of life, but there will be some damage. Well, it's like our in our lives, there will be some damage. I don't care what we're going through, life, but there will be some kind of damage. Sometimes there'll be some things that we won't get over with, ever get over, but we'll forgive. But the things in our lives that will come to us will, it seems like the Lord is trying to kill us in situations that we, we don't understand God, but God does not tell us to understand them, he tells us just to believe him. In fact, he told us as a people, as a nation, as an ecclesia, um, in, um, I think it's um, Second uh, Chronicles, for if my people the, that I had called by my name would humble themselves and seek your face and turn from your wicked ways, he was talking to the church, he said, then I will uh, uh, heal your land. Well, here Paul was going, getting ready to an experience, a kind of physical disaster, or it appeared to be by man's uh, concept it was going to be a uh, destruction. But Paul knew that God had promised him that he would uh, finish the trip that he called him to do. So he dons this ship, this boat, um, in a time uh, when the weather was bad. But nevertheless, um, the guy who was in charge of the boat decided he wanted to continue uh, the trip. And can you imagine sitting there in the trip, and there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the light of God stepped into the boat and began to tell him what exactly was going to happen, that that the boat would be shredded and destroyed, but I'm going to make it. And so as people and women and men of God, we have to come to the conclusion that we're going to make it, that no matter what happens in our lives, that God says to us as a people, that he, we are going to make it. Um, sometimes we have tears in our lives. Um, our body doesn't act right. Everything's going on. The job's breaking. Everything's falling apart. But Paul, the same way that the angel came into the boat and told Paul that, that there would be a loss of the ship, but he's not going to, the people won't be lost. Okay. But again, they ignored what the word from God has said. So we have to realize that when God gives us a 
sometimes that people that are not saved, they say a premonition, but it's not a premonition. It's an experience with God. When God gives us a, a word, we have to hold on to the word. So the, the, the boat began to travel, and um, um, and it was terrible storms and seas and rocking of the boats. And, and then they began to take some of the things on the boat and throw them off because they had to lighten the load, the Bible says. In other words, all the boxes and the, the, the barrels that were full, they had to get rid of some of the stuff because the wind was so stormy. If not, the boat would have would have uh, sunk. So that's why we have to realize we cannot um, hold on to things that were not good for us. We have not to hold on to things that God says to let go. We have to not hold on to things that you know that you know without a shadow of of doubt, of doubt that God is in control of our lives. Like Paul, he was in this boat. He was in chains. He was he was surrounded by uh, soldiers, but God promised him that he would not die. And so we have to hold on to the things of God. And trust and believe that what God says, it is indisputable. In other words, it will do what the Word says do. There's so many different covenants in the Bible. There is the David covenant. In other words, there was a contract between God and David. There was another contract between Abraham and God. There was another contract between Noah and the covenant he made in the sky uh, with the rainbow. There were different covenants throughout the Bible because God had made a contract with man. Even though man sinned, he came back, and because of Christ, he redeems us back to him. So here we have this destruction around us. Turn on the TV and you'll find the destruction everywhere, whether it's China, um, with the, now with the viruses and the, 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 the fires in California, there's shootings in New Zealand and all kinds of things because God is allowing things to happen and it's so is in our lives. We may not be in a physical battle and a war, but we hum, we all go through some kind of battle in our lives, whether it's with children, like I said, jobs, mothers, fathers, sisters, cousins, family, businesses, we're all going through a kind of spiritual battle. It's good versus evil. That's the bottom line. Either you serve God or you go to hell. But either way, we're all going through some kind of battle. Now, Paul was a praying man. Paul wrote a third of the New Testament. Paul himself, he was saved. He was killed, knocked off of a donkey. And and God told him, he said, Paul, why do you kick against the brick? Or in other words, why are you fighting me, 
miss me. And then God knocked him down and he lost his eyesight. But so here we have another example of Paul's relationship with Christ. And that's the way we have to be. We have to be able to um, have a relationship with God. Relationship requires fasting. Relationship requires praying. Relationship requires to knowing God for himself. We have to know God for ourselves. We cannot do it for our mama. We can't do it for our daddy. We can't do it for our children or husband. But God requires us as believers in Christ to know who he is, as if Enoch walked with God in the Old Testament. And the Bible says there was nobody found. So he walked up out of this 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 realm into another realm. Okay. Um, uh, Moses himself went up into the mountains, and they never, never seen or found his body. So we have to have the concept of there is a God, and we have to serve him if we expect to meet him one day, okay, uh, in the realm of the spirit of Christ when he comes back. So, Paul, when we go through situations, we have to realize that God, in some ways, are breaking us and making us. He spoke to us in the book of Job. I think it's the 13th chapter. And Job was going through so much. But Paul, he began to say, um, Job, he said, he said, God, you know the way that I take. And I re- began to realize that, you know, we have to learn to begin to tell God in our own way, God, I don't understand it, but you know. You know afar off. I don't understand it. I don't like it, but you know. It's not my business to know. It's my, my business is to trust God and do what God has called me to do. And that's my job. That's my job description is relationship relationship and that relationship comes through knowing the Bible himself Paul says this that I might know him and his resurrection power that I might know him that Glenda might know him put your name in there that you might know him and his resurrection power. Because in that resurrection power that he gives you, you have the right to the tree of life and everything that goes along with it. Okay. He says he says in Luke, he says, For with God, Luke two chapter, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Where here Paul says, now, I told him about the angels. I'm going to get me some rest. He's already told me I'm going to live. So we have to say to ourselves, God's already told us he's going to live. God's already told us he's going to make it. God don't told us he, that he's already going to provide for us. God's already told us this. 
So we have to come to the conclusion that God is going to provide. He said, he shall, Christ, he shall supply all of our needs. And it doesn't feel like it. But because his word said it, it's got to happen. He says, for when heaven and earth shall pass away, but no, 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 but my word won't pass away. So Paul takes that concept and begins to say to himself, I know I'm safe. I know I'm already going to make it. I know I'm going to live, so I'm not going to worry about it. Well, all of a sudden, the tempest rose. The, sh- the, the sea began to roll and rock. The winds began to howl, and everything began to happen in that in that boat. But the rowboat was still standing. They began to sh- throw out things because as long it had all those barrels in it or whatever, then it it would sink. But if I lighten the load, Christ says, but if I can lighten the load for you, I'm going to provide for you. And all of a sudden, I can just imagine the rocking and the rolling. And, you know, a lot of the soldiers, they didn't know Christ. And, you know, they began to wonder, well, you know, I'm going to die. And I don't know about you, but I felt many days in my life that I'm going to die. It's like all hell breaking loose in my life, but I feel I'm going to die. But I realize the next day when I wake up, I didn't die. That I'm still alive. I'm still going to make it. I'm still going to trust God. Because he said in his word that he shall provide all of our needs. Now, the Bible does not tell us how many people, and numerically, how many people were in the ship. But there was, had to be at least some, because you, you needed the captain, you needed the people that, that were on the ship, and there were more people that got in the ship with Paul. But it does not, it does not give us the number. So it lets us know he's not numbering us. He knows our names. In fact, he told us that he knew us before we were formed. So he knows when we're going to live, how we're going to live, what we're going to do, what we're not going to accomplish, and what we can accomplish if we do. The accomplishments. So we're now coming from here, the book of Acts, chapter 27, and we're talking about Paul and the shipwreck in the sea. So here Paul, uh, surrounded by the other people in the boat. That's why you have to be careful who you get in the boat with. If people are not concerned about their relationship with Christ, are concerned about their attitude adjustments, are not concerned about their walk and the talk with life, we have to be concerned who we're in the boat with. We have to challenge ourselves to walk in the integrity of Christ. We will have to challenge ourselves to know if we are living for Christ. We have to challenge ourselves in our relationship daily with Christ. 
We must have integrity as people of God. We must have relationship with Christ. We must have a prayer life with Christ. We must know who we are in Christ. That's why Paul, God began to tell us, Abraham, he says, he says, uh, first of all, the Bible says, he says, um, 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 put me in remembrance of my word. And that's why constantly in the Old Testament, he would say, who am I? I am the seed of Abraham. I am the seed of Joshua. I am the seed. You can put your name there. Your man, your mother's made, your grandmother's made. God's reminding who you are as a seed that you are important to him. That no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper because we are king's kids. We are anointed and we are appointed. We love God with all our might, but we must walk in integrity. We must take on the mind of Christ. Especially when we're going all day long in our businesses or in our jobs um, because they're looking for a light. And we represent that light. We're here, Paul, in this boat, uh, the, 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 the shores, the seas are roaring and the the sky is dark, and the, the angel had already told Paul, uh, don't worry, there will be a loss of the ship, but the lives will be saved. And we have to realize, you know what, we've gone through a lot of things in our lives, but God has promised us he shall provide all of our needs. We might not eat steak every day. We might not even eat a chicken every day. But he said, he shall supply all of our needs. Paul didn't doubt God. People doubted, but not Paul. The captives, the people that were with him, captives, they doubted. The soldiers doubted, but not not Paul. Because he had already given a word to Paul. And God had given us a word from God, whether it's in our ministries, whether it's in our families, whether in our jobs. If God has given a word, stand on your word. Even with the tears in our eyes, stand on your word. If you only got a piece of the boat that you can hold on till you get to the dry land, hold on to your word. Because heaven and earth shall pass away, but not your word, God says. And it's hard. It's hard in the physical part of life when it seems like everything's going wrong. Families can't get along. Cousins can't get along. Mamas and daddies and cousins and, and husbands and wives. It sometimes it seems so hard. That's why people are killing themselves. People are going into depressions and suicide. People are going through things and challenges 
that you or I may never experience. But his word has to sustain us because we are the light of the world. There are children today that have been molested, killed, shot, murdered. The world seemingly is running rampant. But his word and Paul had hell is holding on to his word. As the as the pieces of the boat begin to fall apart, Paul had to hold on to his word and a piece of the boat, the ship. And we've got to hold on to the boat. If the boat's a job, if the boat's the bus, if the boat's a court case, if the boat is it's like, I can't make it, but you got to hold on to things in your life spiritually. Because if you don't hold on to your boat in your spirit, some people lose their mind. I remember when I was living in Florida, and I would think I was living in Carroll City area, and there was a little man, he would come out around in the noontime or on Saturdays, and he'd be um, in his little boxing shorts and, a, and boxing gloves, and he'd be walking around and talking to himself. You know why? Because he'd lost his mind. See, that's why the devil comes after our mind. Because if I can get your mind, I can get the rest of you. If I can get your mind, you can get so confused you don't know what you're doing. If I can get your mind, I got the rest of you. That's how some people can end up locked up in a prison in their mind. But the body is out and free. Because the enemy is running and going after our mind to destroy us, take us out at all costs. But that inability to, to have the power of the Holy Ghost, the power to believe, the power to hold on, the power to hold out, the power to believe that God will change it when he wants to. That's the only thing that matters. Every struggle, every tie, every trial, everything, I mean, everything in the whole lives is wrapped up, tied up in God when you have given your life to Christ. Like Paul Paul was a believer. Paul, again, he wrote at least a third of the New Testament. Paul had a real relationship with God. When he was a bad boy, he was a bad boy. But when he became, he was confident in God and changed his life. He ran with a tenacity to never give up. And God wants his believers to run with a tenacity. That I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. I'm not giving up. He said, the Bible says, take it by force. 
Take requires a force. Take requires a need. I've got to get it. I can't give up. But the enemy will play with anybody's mind who allows it to. The enemy will will will, will play with our spirit man. You know, almost like like a little kid. Here I see you now. Now you don't. Because the spirit, there is a war going on. The Bible says in our members, in this earth suit, in our earth suit, our outward man, our earth suit, there is a spiritual battle going on. It's like the one part says, no, I don't need to take that, that candy bar. And the other part will say, the other mind will say, no, good, you can have a little bit of candy. It don't make a difference. There's a war. You know. Um, no, I don't need to buy, I, I want a new car. But then I'll say, no, no, I can't afford that car. There's a spiritual battle in our bodies all day long, all hour long, every second of the day. Our mind, our spirits are busy. And we have to capture them and hold them in a, in a way that we know that we know we have a relationship with Christ. Because that's the only thing that will hold us while we're in the boat, while the boat's rocking, the shores are raging, the lightning is thundering, but I'm in the boat. And I'm holding on for the dear life because I'm in the boat. Christ is trying to, going to keep me and wash me and cleanse me and keep me in the prayer mode because I'm in the boat. And I can't get out now because I'm in the boat and the seas are raging and I'm not on the shore yet. I'm going to die. So we've got to take that mentality and ask 27 in the boat about how God promised to the angel that he would not die. And we've got to hold on to the promises of God that we're not going to die before anything, everything that God had promised us to do that we're going to do. Because the Bible says that tomorrow is not promised. So we got to run every day. We've got to get up every day. We've got to run for God every day. We've got to witness every day. We've got to pray every day. We've got to fast. Hallelujah. Was God lead you? Because tomorrow is not promised. We're in a boat. We're in a ship. We're in a war. We're in a state of being that who am I? Am I? What I say I am, or you are what you are when people around you, certain people, and then sometimes you're around other people, then you take on their care, their characteristics. But God wants the church to be strong. The Bible says, he says, be strong in the Lord in Joshua 1. Be strong in the Lord. And we have to be strong. 
When the children of Israel and Moses died, God gave them 30 days to 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 cry and to vent and, and to mourn. But after that 30 days, that mourning period was up, and it's time to go on. And sometimes we have to have that period that we mourn and we cry and we carry on, and then we have to move on. We have to fix your face and get back in the race. Don't give up. Don't move. Just wait on God. Like Paul, God made him a promise, and God's promising in us. He says he shall provide all of your needs. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I don't need a, I don't need a, I don't need a, a hundred dollar line. I need to do what God called us to do. Like Paul in the boat, you made me a promise, and I'm going to stick and stay until the promise is fulfilled, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Nothing matters other than the promises of God. That if God made us a promise, even in the ship, even when it feels like the ship is going to go down, that God has made us a promise. And we thank God because of all of his promises. From the Abraham covenant, eunuch, Enoch's covenant, all down to the generations, God has promised us we are the seed of Abraham. And the promises from Paul, from holding him, sustaining him in the sea, and eventually they ended up on dry land. And that's what we got to do. Hold on till we get to dry land. Hold on in the midst of our storm. Hold on when it don't feel good. Hold on when you're sick. Hold on. Don't have no money. Hold on. Because God made a promise. I remember when I used to go out with my little friends and, and we'd go play ball and things like that and um and they would choose sides and then say stuff like, A promise is a promise. Well you know what? Christ Jesus only in himself has made us a promise, saints of God. If you hold on and hold out, it shall come to pass. It doesn't say it, 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 it will not. It says it shall. That means a decree. God will decree a thing. And it shall be established, walking in the principles, the precepts, and the promises of God, that it shall come to pass, even in the midst of our storms that we're going through. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Because he made us a promise. And Jesus Christ himself, is a is a is a, com- a promise keeper. 
haul himself in the middle of the sheep. He found a piece of the boat and held on for dear life. And sometimes we have to hold on for dear life. But he will provide all of our needs. And we have to remind, be reminded every day because of all the spiritual battles we go through with people all day long. You know, I used to say to myself, I wonder why when I was going to work regularly every day, it looked like every day I'd come home I would feel so beat up, physically beaten, riding in my car, not on a bus, but I was so beaten, beat up and tired, excessively tired. But when you take on around a lot of people, they're not saved, and those spirits will attack you. You have to be prayerful, mindful. So we have to hold on for the dear life in Christ, knowing that whatever God says he's going to do in the midst of our storms, and everybody has their own storm. We don't have the same type of storm, but all of us have a storm. But like Paul, Paul did and listened to the angel, and the angel told him, there will be a loss of life, the boat, but there will be no loss of life. So hold on to the boat. Hold on to pieces, but we'll make it through. So saints, we have to realize, listen, hold on to the pieces. Hold on to the rope. Hold on to whatever, but we're going to make it. For this too shall pass. This is my mantra. This is my saying. This too shall pass. No matter what you're going through, this too shall pass. Never give up, because this too shall pass. No money, no hope, but this too shall pass. Never, never, and never on earth, earth shall pass away, but not my word. And as long as we hold on to the word, walking in his precepts, living like he's told you to live, it's going to work out for your good. For the Bible says that he tells us, he says, it says, all things work together for the good, including our ocean experience but we feel like we're going down, or we feel like we're going down with the ship, but we're not going down with the ship, but we're going to keep moving, just like Paul came out of the ship, came out of the boat, ended up on dry land, because he was God, and he didn't forget about Paul, and he don't forget about us. And that's the truth. That's the word all by itself. So I'm just going to close with a little prayer. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that we thank you for the understanding of the word. And I thank you, God, because myself included, we all have gone through periods where we feel like we're in the boat, and we feel like if we get out the boat or the boat falls apart, we're going to die but I realize that you're taking us and molding us into your image. 
I thank you, God, that you're holding us in your palm of your hand. We thank you, God, that you are Christ all by yourself. We thank you for breath of life. We thank you, God. God, with the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, God. And if there's anybody here on the line, on the sound of my voice, God, that wants to give their life to Christ, I thank you, God, in advance, God. They may not do it on the phone, but even if she gets they get off the phone and get on their knees and pray and give them to give your life to the Christ. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And I thank you for listening, whoever's online. And uh, I appreciate what, how that you would listen to the words that I give you from the Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I thank you for Jay. I thank you, Erica. I thank you for whoever's on the line. And I, um, I'm happy if anybody wants to say anything and um, anything else. Hello? Hello? Uh, it was an awesome word. Um, Thank you, man. God. Mother, man, it was, it was great. Uh, you encouraged I me. Received, I received it. Amen. 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 When, when they talk about the storms, the specific storms in our life, and you're experiencing different storms, and I believe at some point there, there are specific seasons that the storm shifts. Um, um, different situations that shift um, when a season ends, it ends. When a new season begins, it begins. And a lot of times we're not told that or we're not shown that because he gives it to us in fragments. He gives us that in fragments. And, you know, like you said, when Paul uh, was on the ship during the tide, you know, he gave specific instructions on the ship. And you really notice even the captain didn't even take heed to what he was saying. Right. He didn't even take heed to what what Paul was saying. So, you know, what he was saying, like you said, be careful of the people that you are around. Be careful who is in your boat because eventually, um, if you're not careful, um, you end up sinking or because there's a hole in your boat. And you wonder why there's a hole in your boat because there's someone that you have not pretty much had um, known inside and out. And why you thinking that you are above water and you're above land, you're actually sinking. You gotta be able to understand that in the boat that know the difference between uh your confidant, uh, your comrades, uh, people that supposed to be on your team, yeah. people that are supposed to know what the cause is. Because some people can go with you and, and be with you because of the cause and not be because of you. And yeah. that, so that will be there for you and not for the cause. Yeah. Okay. And then you got people that just they're they're fighting the same they're on the same side as you, but they don't really like you that much. But it's just there. Because um, they, so, they get a part of you. They want they want to get what you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they want to get what they can they can get what they can get out of you. And once they pull out of you, they pull out. Yeah. And then you yeah. wonder why they're not on the boat anymore. You know because. They got what they can get out of you. And you have a lot of people that will squeeze the taste out of you. They will squeeze the life out of you. Um, and they will burn the candles at both ends. Um, and, and it's constantly a spiritual battle. It is a constant spiritual battle, um, especially um, in the ship. And in the water, it's like tossing to and from. 
but it lets you know that there is a spiritual warfare that is uh, currently taking place even in our lives right now. Um, and, and apparently some, sometimes uh, when a boat ends up becoming shipwrecked, shipwrecked is because they did not know the crew they had on the boat. They did not know the crew. They did not because they didn't have the proper people to study the weather. They did not study the atmosphere. They, they didn't have enough people, the people that was in prayer, that was in saint, to know what was getting ready to take place in the atmosphere. So um, because of because of that, when they're shipwrecked and then once it, like you hit the ground, once they hit the, you know, the ground, they're like, oh, my God, what happened? Well, it's because, one, we was not on one accord. It's shipwrecked because we're not on one accord. It's shipwrecked because everybody was not, did not have the same idea or the same, uh, walked in the same manner. Um, like I said, you have people that be, that's on the boat with you, on the boat with you, they'll pull everything out of you, pull what they can get out of you, and I say, get out of you, that's it. And then you got some people that, like you said, they're there, but then when they're feeling some type of way, they're back up, they're back out. Um, and then, you know, because you're going to be able to experience that. So remember in the, in the walks of life, just like I called it, Paul was able to identify the different personalities, uh, different people that were in the crew. You know, because remember the crew, the crewmen had different functions on the boat. So they had different functions. He knew how they functioned, but, you know, the captain kind of got beside himself. He got beside himself because he, like, he said, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm the captain of the sea. I'm the captain. But no, he was not. Jesus is the one that is the captain of the sea. Um, you know, I learned for me uh, that, um, mm-hmm. that, that there are different kinds of people in your life. There mm-hmm. is the people in your life permanently. And there's some people in your life seasonal. Right. And there's some people there specifically there for a reason. Mm-hmm. The people that are permanent doesn't necessarily always your family. But there are people that are put in your life that are ordained to be there for you, whether it's friendships or friends or or, or whatever. But there are some people in your life that are there for a season. And then there's some people there are there specifically there for a reason. So we have to realize who are there are there for your there for the reason that God wants them to be there. Like mm-hmm. some pastors can only take you but so far in the gospel or in the That's ministry. It. Right. Now there's some pastors are there interim for you to get from point A to point B. And there's some pastors are there or be there for the end part of your life for growth and prospering and then turn around to mentor other people. So the reasons and that's in talks about in Ecclesiastics where everything there's a season. And then you turn around and go back to the Bible and the beginning of it says in the in the beginning God created that that requires time T I M E okay so we have to recognize the time.
timing that we are supposed to be in in our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's ministry, whether it's family, whether it's friendships, whether it's acquaintances. Because if you get them in the wrong space at the wrong time, they we end up in shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. If you end up in the wrong place under the wrong ministry, you end up in a shipwreck and you feel out of place and you don't know why because you're just out of place. You're not the place that God wanted you to be. While we're thinking this, but God knowing you're in the wrong place. So we have to realize the divine timing. There's permissive will. In other words, I pray enough, I beg enough, God finally released it because he's trying to make me happy. Or am I there because of God's uh, divine timing, purpose timing? And here was Paul was in the perfect timing of God, in the ship. And then it was it was agreed upon because... To God let him know he was in the right place in the right boat at the right time. (laughs) So we have to recognize where we are in the timing of God. And when we get in the timing of God and the right space in God, there we see, we find out that destiny, kiss, mercy, and voila. Everything happens. It opens up like a flower because destiny has met timing, kissed together, and created destiny, purpose for us. And sometimes we never know that some people live their whole life and not find their destiny. And, you know what I'm saying, and some people do and ministry is not about time or or, or or age, because I've met some anointed young men and women, and I've met some older people that are anointed. So it's not about the time, T-I-M-E, but it's the space and the place in God that we're ready to sacrifice to get in his will, and even if his will is in the boat, that I'm still coming out. Because God's hands on my life. And that's what we have to seek for. And that's why we have to we have to learn to mentor men and women of God that are younger than us. Because that's God's will for us to pass down from generation to generation to generation. And we have to teach the younger people how to Go in the storm knowing it is the will of God and that you're coming out. For example, you might let's say you want, you just want to eventually end up in a big church. Well, that may not be the time to be in a big building. Or it might be the right time but the wrong, the right place, different place. So we have to always pray, God, you give the, give me the will that you want me to have. Now what I want, I might want to Toyota, but you tell him, give me a calendar. So we have to wait.
for the will of God. And here Paul's will was to be in that boat at that time, in that season, and knew it was going to be destroyed. But And he didn't cry and say, God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. He said, no, God gave you a messenger, the angel, that you're not going to die. There will be no loss of life. And he said, the boat was gone. He said, but the life. And that's what we have to do is to learn to hold on to God wills things to happen. Because he's lining up everything like an orchestra. I used to play in the in the band and you had the different you had the clarinets and the flutes and the horns and the bobos. Well, the the, the bass the bass is not gonna come in before the flute unless the the conductor takes his horn and says, Okay, it's your turn. Well everything takes a turn. God orchestrates our life like a big old orchestra. And when it's time for the horn to come in, the horn will come in. If he says, uh, uh, like a, I think it's Panissimo, the when he says, I want a nice soft sound. You'll see the little little, right. little note. That's a pissimo. That means real soft and real quiet. Right. Well, lo- life orchestrates our timing. And this was Paul's timing to be in the boat, in the ship, in the struggle with the lightning and everything else. But God says, Paul, I'm right here. You ain't going to die. And we go through things and say, why? But you know what? God says, ah, you're not going to die. Just hold on. I got everything. I got ready, everything ready. When I go to court, everything's done. When I when I get this business, everything's going to flow. I, I might not have it now, but at the right time, the right season, at the right moment, the right year, God will bring things to come to pass. But we get anxious, we get worried, mm-hmm. but we got to trust God. No matter what happens, we got to trust Him. And that brings seasoning that comes with time and just holding on to God with tears and eyes. But if Paul come through it, we can do it too. Thank you, Mr. J. You encourage me. No problem. It's my divine pleasure. I enjoy the word. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, my darling. <laughs> Thank you, my darling, Erica. I have two little... I too have two little faithful students. I know Amen. And we have another person from South Carolina called in from Sumter, but I think they had dropped okay. the call. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my one of my people I I invited to come. But I just mm-hmm. want you to know I appreciate y'all very much. Um. I appreciate you just listening to me. You give me a little little tate a tate. I get to to get out. I don't get out very often. <laughs> and we're supposed to have a little snow tonight, so y'all keep us in prayer. Amen. We'll do. Yeah, yeah we're supposed to have a little 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 bit of snow on the ground, not a lot. 
We're in South Carolina. North mm-hmm. Carolina's gotten getting snow, but we're just getting a little bit dust on the ground. Mm-hmm. And y'all keep us in prayer. Um, go ahead, and you can. I'll turn it back over to my my beloved daughter. Go ahead, Miss Erica. Amen. And we thank everybody for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Church on tonight. Um, definitely, um, thanks for the callers that's been calling in for the, the, the three nights of consistent night. Um, that podcast is growing and the podcast is standing. So we thank God for what he's doing. And uh, for those who want to um, become a partner or even become a supporter, amen, you can go to Anchor, which is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash E-L-R prosthetic slash chip forward slash support. Once you click on that, click on that link, everything is going to come up. Every platform that, every platform that we are on, you can listen from every platform. It comes from the, uh, the browser that's sitting there. Um, then you also can play back every single, every single episode, every single um, time frame slot programs that are that are on there, the different nights, the different events, everything is um, to your access. All right. So for those who do not have the app, they can actually go and listen to the web. Uh, for those who have uh, do have the app, or like Google, Google is a is the app open Google Podcast. Anybody can listen to Google Podcast. So, you know, everybody gets free access. It's free access. And you have your, your additional other podcasts as well. Um, guys, we are getting ready to actually go into Pandora. Pandora has sent us an email in reference to adding us to the their schedule. So that's a blessing. Amen. So for those who consistently you know, invite people in to call in, share the message, share the word, amen, uh, word of mouth, amen, for those that want to um, come in and be supporters of ELR Prophetic Shift. And on Tuesday nights, we have, every Tuesday night is in God's Word, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, amen, where our spiritual innovator is, uh, Prophet Jack Coleman. And tonight, yours truly, amen, Prophet Linda Lane, on a mantle of prayer every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Sunday night is our Sunday night exposure, amen, which I'm the spiritual innovator on that night. Sometimes we may have guest speakers, depending on how we are led, amen, about the Holy Spirit, which is uh, currently at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, um, Central Standard Time, which will be uh, 8 p.m. or 7.30 Central Standard Time. For those who want to send their prayer requests, send your prayer requests, even send your announcement of what's going on in the ministry. Um, you can text it so we can announce it on the air um, at one six three six four two two. 0344. So for those who even want to announce what's going on on their services or uh, what's going on as far as additional events, you can announce it even on live broadcast um, right now before we close out 
on tonight. So for those who want to uh, connect, we do have um, upcoming um, events coming up, podcast events that's coming up. We have our Midnight Cry that's coming in. Amen. That will be um, our guest speaker will be Bishop and then Paula Hopkins out of Texas, Pearl, Texas. So we have that coming up pretty soon, guys. So stay in tune. Now that particular one will be on, probably will be on, a, definitely will be on a weekend, um, either a weekend. We're trying to see if we can put it on a Friday or a Saturday night um, after uh, the speaker speaks at um, at 9 o'clock. Uh, we're going to go directly into prayer until midnight. Amen. So we are uh, definitely, for those who want to tune in to that, that um, I will post that flyer of bridge pretty soon. So we'll have our next uh, kingdom builders um, um, gathering. So for those who want to connect on that data, uh, let me know so we can go ahead and uh, post that and get it out there as soon as possible. Uh, does anybody have any announcements? Uh, any announcements? We can bring that up tonight as we close out on the podcast. God bless you. Good evening, everyone. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm good to go. Go ahead. It just missed. All right, on tonight, Amy, we thank everybody for tuning in on tonight. E.L. Prophetic, this is your spiritual innovator tonight. Amen, Apostle E.L. Dr. Robinson on tonight. And we just thank God for um, the, uh, the prophet of the prophetess of the hour. Thank God for the prophet for being consistently on her um, her night, which is awesome. And I see uh, uh, people tuning in, they may not be. Say too much because they're listening, you know, because the key thing is listening. And they're listening, and that means they're writing notes, and that means they're tuning in. So that's a, that's a blessing, um, even for every night. I know this for even for different nights. And then um, we have some of it on the call in uh, starting next week because they are, their work schedule would not allow them to permit them to kind of tune in. So uh, what they've been doing is um, actually calling in um, on the podcast. Playback. Well, that's a good thing. Good. Yep. Currently, we have, uh, currently have right now for mental prayer, we have 46 callbacks, uh, playbacks. And in God's Word, we have 37 callbacks. Uh, Sunday explosion right now, currently, we're roughly hitting 30. And then because of his services, so we thank God for what he is uh, doing. Overall, we have. 117, 117 um, listening callbacks that have um, 47 followers that are attaching to all the different platforms. So that that just says something. You know, for those who want to support, um, pour into it, um, be uh, more able to pour into it. You can pour into it just like the Anchor FM.
And we thank God on tonight. And as we get ready to close out on tonight, um, Sunday night, tune in to the Sunday night explosion. Um, come in tonight. So we just thank God for what he's getting ready to do. Amen. So uh, we also want to work on a couple. We have a spiritual warfare. Uh, spiritual is called uh, spiritual warfare swap. Uh, swap uh, seminars. I'm working on those things. So for those who are interested in them, actually um, tune in to the swap. Um, we're going to try to work on a location for those two hours, uh, two hours. Um, um, and they're probably going to be charging like uh, $15 for those who want to give up a donation of $15. So at the end of the completion of the seminar, they will get a certificate, uh, submit a certificate, and they will get a certificate. That will be coming from uh, Apostolic Five Theological Seminary. Uh, so that uh, for those who are want to contribute or those who want to tune in, uh, we will be sending out um, letters and also um, things for the seminar for those of that. We also have one work on getting a luncheon together or a brunch together in different areas. Um, so God just build us um, as we begin to um, be able to branch out um, for that. Um, we definitely want to put on together something, um, trying to get a um, place where we can have everybody up, bring in certain clothing and um, shelters for the shelters for um, the homeless. So we're working on some, I want to have a desire to work on that. So if everybody be able to team up, if we can, um, everybody contribute um, $15 a month, $10 a month, $5 a month, that'll, that'll help um, oversee, uh, supersede the things that we need to do when it comes to ministry. So for those who are, tune in, tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday. Um, in our extra events that uh, coming up, we have a segment called For Better or For Worse um, that we're working on that segment. Um, the Godly Women's Empowerment Conference, Godly Men Empowerment Conference, Women of Power, we have a couple of things. Men of Valor, we're working on those things. So for those who are want to connect and actually come and guest uh, on, uh, definitely on the, uh, on the ministry, radio ministry, uh, we would gladly appreciate it. And as we get ready to close out our tonight, let us speak with you, the Holy Spirit, continue the rest through the body of the kingdom forevermore. God bless you until we meet again. Or until we meet again.